episode number six. Let's do it. Welcome to the Weight Training Podcast with your host, Tracy Waite. Hey, welcome back. Coach Tracy here with you. It's so good to be here on a workout Wednesday. I'm so thrilled that you guys are checking in and downloading these episodes. And thank you so much for the super reviews and the comments that you're putting on iTunes. I really appreciate the feedback and it really is helping me to create and develop content. That will be something that uh, you guys will all be interested in listening to and being exposed to. I've been around coaching for, let's see, about 25 years and probably another 18 years before that, growing up in a household where I had a dad that was a high school coach and somebody that uh, I got to see coach and got to see how he raised his family. And so coaching has been something that has always been in my blood and has been very important to me. And then when I was fortunate enough to have a family and have two wonderful children and they wanted to be involved in sports. I was tugged into this coaching profession uh, because of uh, just wanting to make sure that my children got a really good, healthy coaching slash athletic sports experience. And so I want to share with you something that I came across that's been a fantastic resource and an asset to myself as well as thousands of other coaches across the nation. And this is something that is a resource that is just so important to anyone that wants to be a very important and significant coach in the lives of youth, but also in the workplace or in relationships. Any place where there's teams, this coaching resource that I'm going to share with you that I was exposed to and that is something that uh, I think everyone should be trained in is something that you can use just about anywhere. So what is it that I'm talking about? It's the Positive Coaching Alliance. They're over at positivecoach.org. It's a alliance that was founded back in 1998 to be able to help develop a culture and develop resources and develop this program of educating and empowering youth coaches at every level to understand the positive dynamic properties and principles that are involved in coaching in a way that gets the most out of your athletes and creates a culture to where you can develop a program Just like with last week where I was talking to Coach Craig Marshall, he's been able to develop a program and he implements many of the things that we're going to talk about in today's episode when it comes to the Positive Coaching Alliance and many of the tenets that are the foundations of that. So I want to share with you four principles that are what a positive coach through the Positive Coaching Alliance is, and their four cornerstone principles are one- the elm tree of mastery, and we'll go into that in more detail, filling your athletes' emotional tanks, honoring the game, and number four is the development zone. And so I'll go over each of these in detail, but I just wanted to expose you to what they are and give you some uh, high-level information as to what it is that's going to be discussed in today's podcast. So number one, the elm tree of mastery, 
when you're working with athletes, it's important that you instill in them the understanding that they need to focus on those components of their sport and their skills that are in their control. Because there's so many aspects to sports that our children and our athletes are exposed to that if they start focusing on all of the things that are out of their control, it really creates this dynamic to where they can get frustrated very, very easily and maybe become bitter towards their sport or have the wrong attitude towards how it is that they are developing in their sport or on their team. And so what the ELM tree is, that's an acronym, and it stands for effort, learning, and being able to work with and overcome mistakes and adversity. So let's talk about this in a little bit of uh, detail. So what's in our athletes' control from a standpoint of the Elm Tree of Mastery is effort. They have 100% control, our athletes do, over the amount of effort that they put into every practice, that they put into how many times they practice individual skills, or if you come from the distance running um, background that I do, it's how many miles you're putting in, are you implementing the uh, different parts of your uh, sport that your coach is emphasizing? Is it um, something where you're putting effort into learning the rules or the nuances of your different positions or of your um, skills? And this can also come in the classroom also. it's You probably have noticed that uh, sometimes kids will say that they can't come to practice because they have a test that they have to study for or because they have to work on a project um, that's due in the morning and that's why they can't come to class. Well, effort also comes to being organized and having a schedule as to how it is you're approaching effort in your classes. Because as we know, if you wait to the last minute to do projects and you're not organized and you're not parsing out your efforts um, a little bit at a time and understanding when different projects or tests are due and getting those things um, studied for in cracks of time before practice or a few days before the test when you know that you have a practice coming up, that goes into the effort. And that's where kids need to understand that when they're on a team and there are other teammates when you are on a team that is a is a, a club sport or a high school sport, you got to understand that what it is that you're doing off of the court or away from practice can impact uh, your teammates. And so by not um, getting yourself straightened out and organized away from practice and away from the games can really have an impact as to whether or not you're able to be there for your team. And so that's also another part of effort. Learning is the L part of the Elm Tree of Mastery. And it goes into a little bit of what I just talked about, but learning coaches that have a culture of really telling good stories and being uh, good with discussing the elements of their game really help kids to learn in a atmosphere to where that's a culture, to where it is that they get Uh, excited about learning the different parts of their sport or their skill. And that's something that once you've developed that culture in your team and on your 
uh, club or organization, that's something that always creates a uh, winning atmosphere because that's just a natural byproduct of athletes that get better through learning the nuances of their game. And then the last part is the most important, which is the M, which is of the Elm Tree of Mastery, is understanding uh, that mistakes and adversity are going to happen, but having a proper healthy relationship with them is something that we have to instill in our athletes and helping them to understand. We have this uh, kind of device when we're working with our kids out on the volleyball court that when they make a mistake, we hold up our hands kind of uh, in a round circle, hold up our arms in a round circle, and when they make a mistake, we just tell them to throw that mistake into the waste paper basket that we're kind of making with our arms and just get rid of it and move on and understand that holding on to that mistake can affect you over the next two, three, four points. And it can also affect the attitude of your teammates when they see that you aren't able to get over those mistakes. And so adversity happens where there's going to be a string of games where you may not be so successful and lose, but we have to understand and make sure that we're instilling a culture that we actually learn the most when uh, we don't have a successful outcome because we really have to look at ourselves as to what we can do better to really make um, ourselves get to the point and our team and the dynamics and chemistry on our team get to the point to where we can be successful. So understanding mistakes and adversity that is just a part of the game is a crucial point to the Elm Tree of Mastery. So that's number one. Number two is something that is just so crucial, not only in sports and in our teams, it also is important off the court in our jobs, uh, with relationships with our kids and with our spouse, with friends, with family members. And this is the second component, which is filling their emotional tanks. And what I mean by this or what the Positive Coaching Alliance means is that we need to make sure that we are building them up as people and helping them to understand that their value as a person is not tied to their success on the court or in their game. And this um, is important for parents to understand as well because it's very easy for parents to get really wrapped up in their kid's success on the court or on the field or in their chosen sport and to make it a point where they talk about it and emphasize it a lot at home. And that starts to, without them saying so, it starts to have kind of the uh, aspect of the children or the athletes tying their results and tying their success in their uh, development of their skills or their sport to their self-worth. And we want to make sure that we don't create that type of a dynamic because it's something that is so important in the success of programs and the success of our youth wanting to participate in sports for as long as possible, hopefully for a lifetime, is that by participating in that in it is something that brings them joy and brings them uh, a lot of uh, success emotionally because of how positive and fun of an experience that it is. So there's a ratio that's uh, the magic ratio that Positive Coaching Alliance talks about, and it's the five to one ratio of giving five parts of specific 
truthful praise to every one piece of constructive correction. And so what this basically is, is it's kind of like the, um, the constructive criticism or constructive correction sandwich, making sure that you're giving them way more praise and truthful specifics around how good they're doing to every piece of constructive correction that we're giving them. Because if we give them too many pieces of advice or correction or criticism at the wrong times or too many times in a row, they can really start to feel like um, they don't have much value when they make mistakes. And we want to make sure that that's not the case. So when they feel like they are full emotionally, they start to not only feel that way themselves, but they also start to emulate that and do that with their teammates to where it creates this dynamic out on the court or on the field where they start vocalizing and filling their teammates' emotional tanks because they start to realize just how good it makes them feel. And so they also start doing it with their teammates and it creates this cycle to where the whole team can all of a sudden start to get better and better emotionally and have less ups and downs and they start to take those ups and downs out and they start to be more consistent with their skills and it's tied directly to how they feel from an emotional standpoint because they are being given much more praise and recognition than it is the constructive criticism. So let's move on to number three, which is honoring the game. This one seems like it should go without saying, but it's something where as coaches, we want to create a culture to where we separate our success on the court and our success with uh, demonstrating our skills in our sport with our ethical behavior towards the game. So what I mean by this is we want to cultivate an ethical behavior where we are able to win and lose gracefully and make sure that kids understand that it is just a game and that uh, their success out there is not something that is necessarily going to transfer over into real life. So we want to make sure that they understand and that they honor the game through the rules, through honoring their opponents. And this is what I really like about volleyball is that volleyball players have a a ritual before every match that they shake hands before the match starts with the opposing team. And then at the end of the game, no matter what the outcome was, they shake the hands of the opponent as well as the coaches at the end of the game. And this creates a start and a finish to the match to where it starts positive and it ends on a positive. And everything that happened in between, yes, it may have been very, very competitive, but it doesn't mean that uh, we stop honoring the game and honoring our opponents because of that. And then we also want to make sure that we are helping them to understand that they need to honor the officials and their teammates. And most importantly, they need to honor themselves by not showing excessive frustration with themselves. And this just goes back to the Elm Tree of Mastery and helping them to understand how to get through mistakes and through adversity when they're uh, in a game situation. So that's honoring the game. And then the last one is developing a culture of a development zone. So what this means is developing a culture within our athletes to where they feel like uh, there's a culture where they can go through all of the development stages 
and there's a healthy relationship with developing instead of a culture of win at all costs. And what the win at all costs culture ends up doing is it it starts to skip over some of the crucial development steps in different sports to where only the best kids that are at the top of uh, the skill development wall, I call it, as far as their sport goes, what ends up happening is we just play the best kids and play them all the time. And we don't get uh, some of those that are still developing involved in games where we can to where they can start to go through that development zone or cycle um, naturally and progressively by being in game situations and not only in practice. And so that development zone is something that's critical to a positive coaching experience because it gives kids the ability to go through all of those steps naturally and uh, with a progress that uh, helps them to learn them successively to where they stick and they actually get a much better foundation and it actually also reduces injuries and it also limits the frustrations that uh, athletes can can uh, experience that drives them away from sports we want to make sure that we never are a child's last coach we want to make sure that we develop a lifelong love of learning to get better overcoming adversity overcoming those mistakes and understanding that that's just part of life and sports especially working with teammates is a fantastic place to do that um, as their as an addition to their coursework in school and it transfers over to obviously what they're going to be doing in the workplace or in a business that they may have so that's uh, the positive coaching alliance and a lot of what i'm going to talk about and a lot of the things that we will hear from people that I interview will have all of these components probably built into it. And I just wanted to expose everybody that's out there listening to the podcast to this organization. Again, it's positivecoaching.org. They have a fantastic website that has so many different resources on there. It has uh, the double goal coach um, job description of what a double goal coach is, which is, that's a coach that emphasizes winning, but also emphasizes life lessons more importantly when they're coaching. And that's something that really helps to develop our, our young people alongside what they learn in the classroom. And they have some resources on how to plan uh, parent meetings, how to organize your schedule, how to organize practices, what kinds of things uh, to say to feed forward different skill development and it's really a fantastic place to get in and get some training on how to be a better coach overall and how to be that positive coach that makes an impact and can actually be that uh, superpower that unlocks the potential that's inside all of the athletes that we as coaches work with so that's uh, really what I want to talk about on today's podcast if you guys want to follow me on social media, I want to make sure I get this out there. I'm on Facebook at Coach Tracy Waite. That's facebook.com forward slash Coach Tracy Waite. I'm also, you can follow some of my antics and my uh, living life out loud as a coach on Snapchat at Coach underscore Tracy. I'm also on Instagram at Coach Tracy. And you can find me on uh, YouTube as well at Coach Tracy um, at YouTube also. 
And I'll put all these links in the show notes as well. But as always, if uh, you're here for the first time, I'd really appreciate you going over to iTunes and leaving a review and some comments on the show and just letting me know what kinds of things you're getting out of it so that uh, I can see what things are important to be able to discuss or to have as topics for the podcast going forward. Thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast. And lastly, this podcast episode is brought to you by the Healthy Eating Boot Camp. And that is a boot camp that is the start button for fitness. For anyone that's interested in starting a fitness journey, regardless of your age or background or what sports you've played, the Healthy Eating Boot Camp will teach you the basics of eating to feed your success in fitness. And that's run online on Facebook in a private Facebook group for free, no charge, over five days. And that will be coming up soon. And you can sign up for that over at tracyweight.com. And I'll put a link to that also so that you can go and sign up for that Healthy Eating Boot Camp and be exposed to those principles that really will help get you on the right path of fitness. A lot of people think that you have to start with exercise, but until you get the 80%, which is the nutrition under control and you understand how to do it successfully to where you can maintain it, you won't be successful um, with where you want to go from a fitness perspective. So anyways, have a fantastic rest of the week. I can't wait to catch up with you guys next Wednesday for our next podcast. We'll catch up with you again. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time.